0: I am super excited to announce that we now have a formal partnership with the prospect wizard. And when I say wizard, I mean, wizard, obviously you have a website. This allows you to convert your website traffic visitors directly into leads. It's not just another chatbot, and it's not AI, but it allows a visitor to call text or leave a voicemail immediately goes to you, your sales team, or anyone else in the club instantly. MIT shows a study that if you contact the lead within 10 minutes, chance of them converting goes up nine times that of the average. We got the Atlanta clubs on it, Vita Fitness, Gold's Gym, Mountainside, City Fitness, Philly, College Park. Become one of the next Halo companies to deploy the wizard. It's easy to use. Go to the prospectwizard.com, get a free 30-day trial. Talk to my boy, Dave gallon He will get you all set up and let the leads flow based on the wizard. Go get them. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of bringing a new entrepreneur to the Halo sector. Dom from Samble, We're gonna talk about his software platform, the growth of the independent industry and how creators can thrive. So uh, Dom, welcome to your first Halo Talks.
1: Thank you, sir. Pleasure to be here.
0: So you've got an investment banking background as do I. Uh, I worked at DLJ, you worked at, at Goldman. So give us a little bit of your background, how you've kind of flipped from institutional finance guy to a uh, full-fledged entrepreneur in, uh, in Manhattan.
1: Yeah, I mean, in some ways, it's a you know, passion project gone awry and, and all of a sudden taken very seriously. But um, <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was selling currencies to hedge funds uh, straight out of college. It was a job I enjoyed. For the most part, very intellectually stimulating, very challenging, kind of reminded me of playing a sport. But um, not I, I would not say I had any sort of passion for what I was doing. It was it's kind of like playing a sport you liked but didn't love. Um yep. but on the flip side of that, I mean, my my hobbies have always been something to do with my own well-being. I mean, from a I grew up in a household where my dad was fasting for three days and seeing how many miles he could bike on a 72-hour fast. It was like I was always very close to uh, both biohacking as well as just wellness in general and playing sports and kind of became a bit of a super consumer of the space growing up and then through college um, and then into my professional life. And without going too, too deep into the backstory, like many other people who were close to the wellness industry in March of 2020, you saw so much change happen so fast. I mean, sort of like you, you watch coaches' businesses just implode or explode depending on where they where they sat and you know a phone call from my best friend at the time now co-founder basically just telling me about a, a friend of his who had made 900 bucks on a zoom class after getting furloughed a few days prior from a uh, flywheel it's like we just got to talking like w- what's going on uh, in this space where you could make so much money on an hourly basis yourself, but accept so little money on an hourly basis from a studio or a gym. And, and we, it just, it turned into this like multi-month and eventually multi-year conversation around, is there a world where the consumer could have access to coaches directly uh, and have kind of like a more personalized and, more diverse experience around their own wellness. If it's coming direct from the coaches without the kind of great middleman of the studios, the gyms and the brands. And there was a ton of flaws in that thinking, but that was the initial thought that sent us down the path and, and started building the team and, and the initial products that we rolled out.
0: So, so before we go too far, talk about the sports that you like to play.
1: Yeah. I mean, I played football from walking to through, through high school, uh, the definition of mediocre, I'll be the first person to admit, but I certainly oh, okay. worked hard at it. The uh, what there was, was your no position? uh, quarterback, I was quarterback. fast and I, I had that going for me. Yeah, I okay. was fast, but okay. uh, um, I say yeah. that I'm a
0: wide receiver, but I'm probably more of a tight end. Some of my buddies, even though I'm 51, they they tell me I can't get separation, which I'll send you some <laughs> videos of uh, of some uh, combine that I did at the uh, SoFi Stadium last year. So oh, we could decide. have.
1: If you, okay.
0: could, if you could uh, take me or not, or, like, guard me.
1: <laughs> we could have a very, a very uneventful and, and unexciting, we can go run routes sometime. There you go.
0: There you go. Troy Aikman moved in across the street from me, like, four years ago for, like, a, a month. And I was uh, trying to figure out how I'm going to get him to throw me passes. So I kind of befriended him. And then I said, hey, man, I got a really important favor. He's like, what, what do you need, Pete? And I'm like, I need to be able to say I caught passes from Aikman. He's like, get your ball. It goes like that. Get your <laughs> ball. And I like ran like I was like 12 years old. I got my ball, got like 30 passes from from Aikman in on the uh, on the boardwalk or the strand, which is pretty awesome.
1: Um, I don't think anybody would blame yeah, sports. you for that excitement. Was that? So I don't think anybody's going to blame you for that excitement. I Yeah, the same yeah, no, that's that pretty, pretty
0: pumped up. Um, but look, sports, I mean, is obviously uh, like the, the, the foundation of, of fitness to me. Uh, I was trying to replicate that team environment. And and I tell people that I used to like getting yelled at because that means somebody wants me to be better. I don't take that as like uh pseudo like abuse. Uh, actually, I, w- I want to get yelled at. I want a coach to to push me. Um, so as you guys kind of developed, okay, I've got a frustration where there's revenue that should be going to the talent. And there's a studio that's kind of, you know, like Madison square garden, if you will, that's almost like an arena which I tell a lot of studios and this new normal, you know, the, the, the creator might be Rihanna or Taylor Swift or, you know, Beyonce or pink. Um, whereas you're kind of like Madison square garden or Staples center, whatever they call it now. Um, you know, so how do you kind of, how did you guys kind of weave through the reopenings and who are you really serving and what yeah. frustration are you now solving?
1: Yeah. So to give some important context, we like, I I got, if you look at the entire industry as supply and demand, like I'm the demand side, right? Like I'm the, I've been the super consumer. I've been on my own wellness journey for 15 years of extensive research, meeting coaches, educating myself. And we always, I always felt like it was a very fragmented and broken world. And The reason I got sucked into this idea, this idea sort of chased me around was because I felt like if you could aggregate that information and help me get closer to the coaches, I live in a better world as a consumer. That's the vision in which everything else for me has kind of become a how. And the how involves solving specific problems for coaches so that they can run their business through our platform. The first thing we tried to do was build a marketplace. That was Deep COVID and our beta, that didn't work. Independent coaches don't want to join marketplaces. What they want to do is run their own business. They have their brands. Those brands mean a lot to them. They don't want you to shop out their clients. Of course, not all of that makes sense as you start to get into it. So we said, okay, well, we still need to build this kind of unified ecosystem, but we want these individual coaches to feel like they really are building their own home from a branding perspective for how their clients interface with the platform. So that was that's like one piece of you know handing a coach something that does feel like their own. Another piece here you mentioned the reopening aspect in gyms and studios and uh, I've said this to Dave before we feel like if you're going to go out and you're going to build that world where the independent coach can thrive you have to get the gyms and the studios and the brands and the education systems on board as well. You can't be at odds with those people who are do you know Every coach still works at a gym, whether they're independent or not, or a studio, or they're affiliated with a brand. But meanwhile, 100% of coaches to some degree, I mean, 99.9% are making money on the side in some way, shape, or form as well. So you got to kind of fit all those pieces together. So for us, from a reopening perspective, like we entered this world where the coaches were already working at gyms. And the coaches were already making money in person and our platform already sort of like acknowledged those things to a certain degree, especially the in-person thing. The gym thing, that's a lot of what we're focusing on now is how do you let gyms and studios actually benefit from the businesses that the coaches are running on the platform as opposed to be at odds with that coach trying to make money on the side. So there's different things involving revenue shares, cross-promoting each other, cross-promoting brand endorsements and things like that where the coaches in the gyms can actually be a bit more hand-in-hand as they do business. Mm Where did the name come from? Uh, We knew from the jump that it had to involve togetherness, everything we were doing at If there's one thing we never wanted to do, it was push coaches further apart. And so we were looking at just like a bunch of words (laughs) that that felt like people working in harmony and ensemble Came up out of that process. And if you've ever tried to trademark something, you know you benefit from making up a word. So, ensemble came as a spin off of ensemble. And then, of I course, we like can tell people to get on ensemble.
0: Think about it. I think in the uh, marching band or in my orchestra or something, it was always the ensemble, right? Somewhere, exactly. Somewhere. more exactly. Second
1: trumpet, by the way. Just so you know. Uh, I tried and tried, was not excellent at that either. So, hopefully, okay yeah, you know, onto bigger okay. and better hobbies now.
0: This is Pete Moore. I want to let you in on a little secret. There's this company called Promotion Vault. And what they do is they give out rewards from retailers that allow you to incentivize your members without having to do zero down and one month free or giving away shakes or giving away t-shirts. What you want to do is build a rewards program that lasts, that people value, and that doesn't discount your own products and services. So here's the deal. There's something called Rewards Vault. The Rewards Vault is going to allow a member to set up their own profile. They are going to answer questions. You are going to get those answers. You're going to be able to target those members, and you're going to reward them inside your club, inside your spa, and outside of the club, and outside of the spa to get them to become loyal, to get them to pay their monthly dues, and to be rewarded properly for the actions. A lot of companies are cutting back on rewards. You shouldn't be. Promotion Vault's your answer. Trust me. This is real. So, how long did you work at Goldman, and what has been your perspective of becoming an entrepreneur? Um, obviously, you're not getting a paycheck every two weeks with a Goldman Sachs, you know, direct deposit. Um, were you prepared for that? And you know, what are some of the things that you've said? Wow, this makes me feel you know, on top of the world and also, you know, probably like, you know, at the bottom of a valley or in a yeah. cave at some point, <laughs> like yeah, Goldman.
1: Yeah, so, so I was at Goldman for about three years and the biggest difference that comes to mind from that world and this world, there's a lot of anxiety and stress in both. Uh, it's very intense in both. But in, at Goldman, there was a framework. There was a system that you plugged into you were a part of, you contributed to it and you were judged on your ability to contribute to the existing system and maybe you like incrementally improved it. You go start a company, there's no system. There is no syst- there, there is there is literally absolutely nothing. And you start going out, you have ideas. And in the beginning, you know, was I prepared for that? Absolutely not. I did. Right. Not I well. did. Yeah, I mean, you just, you spend like, we're still. We're still in the jungle, but like that first, call it 18 months, I mean, we just did things that were effectively useless outside of, you know, of course you learn lessons from things, but you just have no idea what it means to take an idea and bring it into existence and have people pay to use your idea until you've built the thing, until you're trying to understand why somebody hates it, why somebody loves it. And I, the only thing in there, I wish somebody had just like, I don't know, beaten me over the head with early on was the, that ideas are really a dime a dozen. And it's just t- like execution and distribution are basically the only things that are going to matter when you bring something to life. And it, we spent a lot of time in ideal land before it finally started to click. Like you got to go out into the world and talk to people. And then when we flipped that switch very fast, I laugh about the summer of 2021. Because our KPIs internally that month would be like, how many fitness classes did you go to? Uh, how, how many emails and DMs and surveys were sent out between 4 and 6 a.m.? But that's when the, the real information started to come in. And we actually, you know, we went from going, okay, I think we need to build a marketplace to, I think we need to build amazing coaching software that brings coaches together which is how we ended up with software that's very collaborative for coaches. Coaches can split revenue and promote each other. And basically the unique insights that have resulted in a platform that's, I think, foundationally different than the other technologies coming to market to benefit trainers and studios. Those only come about from an obsessive and like flat out over the top customer discovery process out there in the world speaking to.
0: When you when you take a look at the amount of money that people spend on getting their kids trained to make, you know whether it's junior varsity, varsity, um, you know sports specific training. How have you guys looked at that? You know, given that you were a high school athlete, and I wish that I could go back to high school with the information that's out there on exercise and nutrition. I used to, you like a meatball hero, you know, chocolate milk and French fries before like a varsity basketball game. I don't think that's probably the prescription uh, for success, Um, nor was like the workouts, anything that we really knew anything about that would actually catapult you into, you know, any kind of a lead performance. So are you guys looking mostly at health club studios? Are you looking at sports specific training? How how are you guys targeting the types of people you want on the platform?
1: Yeah. So, I think if I had to draw a through line between every coach on the platform, it's that they're succeeding in something you'd, you'd obviously call a niche. Uh, there's very few you know, general fitness trainers leveraging our tech. Mm-hmm. The niches, well, the, the vast majority of people, just because we have a little bit of a background in this space, come from you know, the kettlebell or, or functional fitness world. Quite early on, we saw a lot of success for athletic training, especially sports-specific athletic training. Uh, We had some of our first coaches on the platform were actually soccer coaches. They decided to use the tech because you could split revenue at time of sale between two coaches. They were running a camp. They were basically taking checks, keeping track on a Google Drive, uh, Google Sheets as to who was coming. The standard stuff that most tech platforms are trying to solve in our space, although I would argue that the payment splitting thing is a bit unique to us. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, they doubled their business in two weeks after running it week after week. It literally doubled two weeks in because parents started sharing the booking link around. You no longer had to like know the coach personally to get your kid to go. And there's a ton of money. So basically like their model is basically like if you want to join like the local team that kind of feeds up into better and better soccer teams, these guys, because they have connections at those teams, because they're ex-pro soccer players, like they have the ability to have some sort of say in that funnel and help shepherd kids through it. And so even by even joining the camp, the kids have a better chance of progressing. Parents obviously buy into that. We made it far easier for parents to pay for that and to share with other parents that opportunity. And the business grew a lot for it. So if that partially answers your question, there's certainly opportunity out there for independent coaches and athletes to go build businesses around that. And our tech serves it well. But generally what we're looking for is coaches who have some sort of niche because those coaches just tend to have very strong client bases. They tend to be more collaborative as well because they're, you know, they're good at X. They find somebody that's good as Y. They start working together. Those two coaches build a bigger business together because our platform, they can run their own business on the platform, but they can also unify their business with other businesses on the platform. It's a very good fit for our tech.
0: One of the things we've been talking about with some of the studios when we go around and do seminars, that, that sounds like it could be something either plant the seed for you or something that could, could be done through the software. You know, a lot of these, um, if you're doing like, if you go to a yoga studio, let's say that I become a member of a yoga studio, I'm not looking to go to this yoga studio 30 times a month, right? I should probably go like twice a week or three times a week. Let's probably do workout recovery with a local business or that business two or three times a week. I should probably be doing strength training two or three times a week. So one of the ideas we've been talking about is to say, Hey, look, if you're a yoga studio and you have got a hit studio in your same shopping plaza let's say and a workout recovery, why don't you actually prescribe a workout that includes all the different businesses and come up with like a you know a monthly rate and then share the revenue between those three and actually you're going to get sick results because people are now actually multidisciplinary they're probably a lot more flexible they're probably looking in the mirror and like they've seen significant change. That's really not happening yet on the ground, but I think it's going to, it has to, um, it, it, whether you want to combat some of the aggregators that are out there that people are just hopping around. And I'm actually not, I don't even have access to their credit card anymore, or, you know, people are just jumping and they're not getting results because they're just kind of going out, like going to dinner, you know, yeah. let's try this restaurant, try this restaurant, try this workout. So that might be an opportunity that where like co-op marketing or a co-op program might, might be like the next big thing. In the bricks and
1: mortar space absolutely so i think it's been talked about i don't have much to add to this part of the conversation but it's been talked about so much but there has always been trouble with like the great demand capturing marketplace like platforms for fitness studios because they just bring the cost down so much and it makes it harder even harder to make money as a studio and so we've always been interested in like how do you give the power to the studios, like the pricing power to the studios and let them say, okay, I complement nicely with these three other local businesses. Can we create a subscription or a class package that's good at all of these? And that idea was born out of watching in New York City, these kettlebell coaches and these classes that we were going to, that our friends were leading, where you'd get two coaches who would lead a class together that had complementary skill sets, So maybe one was more of an influencer, one more of an educator. But together, it was something really, really powerful. And they'd go put, you know, 40 people into a class where maybe they were going to get 15, 17 people into that class on their own. We added a little split revenue checkbox on our platform that let coaches start doing that together. And we saw in our first sample size with over 200 collaborations, it was like, I think three and a half times more attendees in classes with two coaches than with one coach, like it's exponential. That absolutely would apply to studios as well. And we actually like, we didn't build the tech for studios, but as the tech expanded, especially when we launched the full product beginning of this year, we had some studios join. They had some frustrations with legacy platforms or in one case actually grew such a large business in conjunction with our platform that they, it became a studio. And they actually started doing that, saying, hey, you know, members at a, uh, it's a kettlebell studio and members at the Muay Thai place are going to get discounts here and vice versa. Their class is only available to that. So we've already started to see that actually work in real life.
0: Nice. And, and that's not just online workouts. Those are actually in person.
1: Yeah. I, I, since I think 2021, August, when we launched out of the first beta, since that day, we've had more money processed through the platform for in-person stuff than nice. digital stuff, and I would say, I think it's like four out of five coaches. When I look at like the top bucket of highest earning coaches, are doing both.
0: Gotcha. you, did I don't know if you know, but Dave Gatlin, he started kettlebell concepts a long time ago. So uh, kettlebell, he was he was hawking around kettlebells when uh, people thought he was crazy, <clears throat> and uh, probably got scoliosis at one point from hawking them around. To <laughs> Let's do a quick lightning round. So people kind of know a little bit about you as uh, as an entrepreneur. So Please. are you a morning or night workout guy? Uh,
1: morning. Not even, not even a question. Comedy or drama? Comedy. Again, not even a question. Stress. It's stressful enough out there. OCD or let it flow? Let it flow. Value or growth? Value. Cardio or Strength. You're talking to somebody who is asking himself that question every day right now. I will say right now, cardio. I just finished up a 100-mile ride on, on a bike, and I've got a marathon I'm training for in two months. Traditionally, it's been strength. The two do not complement each other, and I love working on both at the same time.
0: All right, and the last question on the lightning round is it
1: entrepreneurship or investment banking? entrepreneurship. That's not even a question either. Uh, It's like one of them is just, it's a giant flywheel of everybody's money. The other one, again, value over growth, right? I think there's a lot of value. You you can go out and facilitate positive change, do really beautiful things as an
0: entrepreneur. That's awesome. So, you know, it it sounds like you've got, uh, there's been a lot of positive momentum with the platform. Um, How, how, what's the ideal Client or, or, you know, if you're talking to a hundred thousands of people right now that are, you know, in and around the space, you know, what, what's the what's the elevator pitch here to, to get ensemble?
1: Yeah, I mean, we have basically built a control center for independent coaches to run their business. So any coach that feels like they're using too many products at the same time or any coach interested in launching and expanding a business line themselves especially if they're interested in working alongside other coaches, either in our network or their own, those people can find a lot of value very quickly building out through our web platform and and through our app. And then I'd just append to that. Uh, Small instructor-run studios have also been finding a lot of value as well, just with our membership and our content functionality.
0: This is Pete Moore. Here's the last tip for you of the podcast. We are partnered up with a company called Hire Dose, HireDose.com. They are the leader in workout recovery products, infrared technology, LED light masks, neck enhancers, and other products such as PEMF mats and sauna blankets. If you have not gotten on the workout recovery train yet, your time and your stop is now. You got to get these products in there before these workout recovery and spas end up Saturating your market, having your members walk out of the club and going into one of their locations for two hundred bucks per month, where they're paying thirty nine to you. Let's become an expert in workout recovery. If we are already an authority in workouts, higher dose. Check it out. Is a wholesale code, and we look forward to helping you augment your products and services to meet the demands of your members. And hey, let's get people happy, healthy, and sweating and the recovery should be just as good as the workout. And the last question I'll have for you is, um, you know, you and your buddy started this company, you're a COO and co-founder. Uh, t- tell us what his title is and how you guys have kind of either kind of gang tackled opportunities or say like, hey man, this is, this is my line of work and this is your line of work and let's kind of create some kind of... Um, you know roles and responsibilities here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, the, so there's three co-founders, and it's three. We're we're all best friends from college, and we just happen to have very different skill sets and to be virtually nothing alike. So it worked out well. So Ian Waltz is our CEO. He runs product. He's designing the product. Uh, he's ideating. He is the vision was his idea. As our COO, myself, I spend most of my time. He, he's very. Uh, he thinks horizontally. I think vertically. So. I'm the one focusing on actually bringing this to people, getting the feedback, sort of sit in a community management or, or almost like a sales role, which fits a bit naturally with my background. Mm-hmm. And then Matt, our CTO, is just an absolute wizard of a full stack developer. I mean, before we had any other help or before we ever did any hiring, he built something that competed with very well funded technology on his own. And then to answer the last part of that question, uh, how do we separate? I think you literally have to find what it is that you're good at. And because startups are so hard to build, you can't have obvious deficiencies. So this isn't really an answer so much as it's just like the conditions in which I think a startup can get built. Like you need to build a team in which everybody is really good, at least, or at least somebody is really good at all the things that the startup has to be good at. So I love speaking with people. I love building relationships. So that's what I do all day. Ian loves researching and designing product and Matt loves building product. So that's what they do all day. And with the three of us, we have the kind of classic product team, uh, with the, like the sales guy, the designer and the guy building the thing.
0: Awesome. Uh, right, well, we'll have all the information in the show notes. I'm glad we are able to, uh, connect with you early on so we can, uh, track the progress here. Happy to, uh, make introductions, uh, you know, as you see fit and as it grows. And, um, you know, we've got some, uh, Halo Academy, which we could send over some uh, some codes for, uh, if you guys want to learn about some other parts of the industry, and uh, we will uh, we will track Sambal. I like the name, I like where you guys are going. Sounds like you're pretty focused and, and know what uh, frustrations you're solving. And I think there's a a big need for trainers to come together to provide programming, just like you go to a concert. You know, there's usually two or three artists that are that are on that concert track. Um, so I think that's where things are going, so. Good stuff, Amazing. man, good to talk to you.
1: Nah, thank you, Pete, I appreciate it. it. was It was an honor to be on here, thank you. Awesome.